Internet privacy is becoming more and more important these days, and using a VPN in general is the best way to ensure you've got it. And ExpressVPN has everything you'd ever want and need in a VPN, and more. I've tried other VPNs, but once I started using Express months ago, I've never looked back. ExpressVPN works on nearly every computer, tablet, and mobile device, and contains a huge network of servers, over 3,000 spanning 94 countries, with great speeds. You can use it to unblock popular online services like Netflix and Facebook, and they value your privacy more than anything. There are no activity or connection logs, and they use PWC-audited servers to confirm compliance with their privacy policy. They are just fantastic, and I could not be more happy to be partnered with them. So if you are interested in trying it out, you can go to expressvpn.com slash clancypasta, or click the link in the description for 3 months free when you order a 12-month subscription. Using my link, you get an awesome deal, and it helps me out a ton as well. Alright, so without further ado, here's the episode. Hello, hello everybody. I hope you had a great day, or having a good night, and welcome to another episode of Clancy Pasta. The first story is about a man who has a pretty strange experience in his apartment one night, and uh, it's called I Had a Weird Night at My Apartment a Few Years Ago, written by Kupex. And the second one is about a couple of cops who have a noise complaint that they respond to. And it gets very strange very quickly. That one is called, I received a noise complaint over a dog barking too late at night. It wasn't a dog. By Liz Furking. Huge thanks to the authors for letting me include their stories in this narration. And I hope you guys have been enjoying these uh, these new uploads lately. It's It's been a while since I've been able to... Uh, steadily put out new videos and episodes of the podcast, and uh, I've really been enjoying getting these out for you guys. And uh, thank you to all of my patrons, I've been getting some new patrons, and it means so much, and uh, I appreciate it so much. And if you'd like to support this channel, I would appreciate it if you go check out the Patreon link in the description. Also, if uh, you are an author, and if you've written a story you'd like me to narrate on this podcast, you can always send it over to my email in the description, or uh, submit it to my subreddit as well. So without further ado, uh, please comment down below, give this video a like, I've, I've really been enjoying checking out your guys' comments, and enjoy the first story of the night, I had a weird night in my apartment a few years ago, written by Kupex. This happened a few years back. I was working on something late at night, I don't remember what exactly, but I'm pretty sure it was for a major thing at work. I got kind of cranky because I was disturbed by loud noises coming from what seemed to be a party from a neighbor. For context, I live alone in an apartment that's thankfully pretty quiet. Three floors, I live on the second, and the units are spaced enough that we don't hear each other go about our everyday lives. The neighbors are great in a sense that I never really see or hear them, which I appreciate a lot. I always thought that the apartment I was living in was full of old people, because nothing ever really happened around here. I guess that's why I was quite surprised to be disturbed that late at night by noises that lively and loud. I was pretty sure the neighbor having a party was new. I planned on talking to him or her in the morning about the noise disturbance, because I'd like to think that I'm a pretty cool guy who doesn't want to embarrass anyone in front of their friends. So I just focused on my work that evening. At first, the noise was bearable. I could hear a bit of music, some thumping, light chatter, 
nothing out of the ordinary. However, as it got later and later, a little past midnight, the sounds became louder and louder. The odd thing that I didn't think about at the time was that it wasn't the music that was getting loud, but the chatter of people. I could hear people, mostly women, laughing really hard. I think this is what annoyed me the most. It was as if they were laughing at me, somehow. At this point, I still don't complain because I thought that eventually the laughter would die down. I mean, I've laughed hard many times in my life. I know how tiring that could get. But the laughter never stopped. In fact, it sounded like more people were laughing than when I first noticed. More women, and now even a few men. I could hear them laughing really hard. I couldn't take it anymore. I decided to finally march to the apartment unit making so much noise, and to ask them, politely, to keep it down. I couldn't tell from my apartment which direction exactly the noise was coming from, so my plan was to go out and check. It was noisy for my unit, what more from outside, right? The moment I stepped outside, the music, the throbbing, the laughter, they all stopped. Instantly stopped. I checked to my left and right to see if there are any signs of life from the other units, but everyone from my floor seems to be asleep. I go up a level, still quiet. I go down, no signs of a party anywhere. I was extremely confused. So I went back to my apartment unit feeling a bit weird. The moment I closed the door, I half expected the noises to return only to be met with the same silence I've grown accustomed to and expected every night. When I sat back down on my desk, however, I could hear some faint giggles followed by someone shushing them, then complete silence again. I wasn't sure if that was real because it was extremely faint, but I looked around my apartment from my desk anyway and I didn't see anything out of the ordinary. I didn't think much of it at the time. Maybe it was because I was tired and sleepy, but I was bothered enough by the events of that night to do something about it. I decided to bring this up with my landlord the next morning after I got some rest to attempt to file my first formal complaint as a tenant here. The landlord was a stout man who looked like he was in his late 60s. He looked stern, his face was always in a weird pout, but I loved his sense of humor. He was so quick to laugh so he wouldn't wear his weird pout for long whenever I see him. On my way out to work the next morning, I caught him watering some plants by the entrance. I asked him if there were any new tenants in the building, maybe someone young like me. He teased me by asking if I wanted to invite more people to my parties. I said I didn't have a party that night, a neighbor did. I explained that I was working the entire night and was disturbed enough to try and talk to the person responsible, but I couldn't figure out who it was throwing the party because when I walked out, they killed the music and stayed quiet. I'll never forget what he said next. He said, Boy, everyone on your floor reported you for throwing a party that late at night. I don't know what game you're playing, but not so late and not so loud next time, okay? That's when terror struck. I had goosebumps for the first time in my life. I couldn't respond, so I just walked away. It never happened again, thank God, but... I still have no idea, no explanation about what happened that night.
I received a noise complaint over a dog barking too late at night. It wasn't a dog. Written by Liz Furking. At first it seemed like any other noise disturbance call we'd receive around 10 o'clock in the evening. The man's voice on the other end made him sound young. He said that his neighbor's dog was barking and disturbing his sleep. I gave him the usual spiel. Okay, we'll check it out, sir. We'll talk to your neighbor, sir. And don't worry, sir. And he gave me an address. I grabbed my partner and car and we were there 14 minutes later. We parked outside. By 10.15, my partner and I had stepped out of the warmth of the car and out into the cold of the winter night. We started walking up the driveway and around the corner of the garage towards the door. Somewhere in there was the time when we first heard it. That sound. The sound of that caused my partner and I to freeze our feet and turn our necks to exchange glances. I strongly suspect that we were both thinking the same thing. That sound was like no barking that we had ever heard. It sounds like someone mixed the sound of someone blowing over an empty coke bottle with a growl of a big jungle cat, my partner said. Whatever it is, it sounds fake. Hopefully, it's fake. Yeah, hopefully, I said. Could it be illegal if it isn't fake? Maybe. We can't do much without a warrant. Let's see if the neighbor says anything suspicious. Okay. So we started walking again, and soon we had made it to the door. I knocked. We waited. Then I knocked again. Police, my partner said. Mind, the sound was still going on at this point, so we couldn't hear much else. I had to press my ear to the door to listen for any kind of movement, and what I ended up hearing by doing this were these heavy, slow footsteps. They sounded like they belonged to someone who was dragging something heavy behind them. Either that, or they belonged to someone who was very, very old. The footsteps came closer and closer until they stopped on the other side of the door. I heard the door chain slide, and I took it as a cue to back up. My partner and I watched as the door handle turned, and the door itself opened a crack. Through that crack... We could see just a sliver of hair above a bright but anxious-looking blue eye. Yes, said a raspy female voice, presumably belonging to the owner of the aforementioned eye and hair. My partner stepped forward to talk. She was usually the one who did all the talking. Ma'am, my partner said, we received a noise complaint tonight from your neighbor about your dog's barking. Now, if you could just... It's not a dog. I noticed a faint smile form on my partner's lips. The word hidden behind that smile was jackpot. If it isn't a dog, my partner said, then what is it, ma'am? I... I don't know. My partner's smile faded. How can you not know, ma'am? It's your animal, isn't it? Didn't you get it somewhere? No, I didn't get it somewhere. It just sort of showed up in my house one day. It just showed up in your house one day. Alright, any idea as to how it got in, ma'am? Is there a hole in the roof? 
Did you leave the window open? The woman must have been able to detect the slight sarcasm in my partner's voice. She raised the pitch and speed of her voice in response. I don't know how it got in, she said. I was in my bedroom when it just appeared. I turned around for one second and when I turned back, there it was, sitting on my bed. Ma'am, I'm no physicist, my partner said. However, the last time I checked the laws of physics, the spontaneous creation of a multicellular being was impossible. I know what the laws of physics say. I don't believe what I saw either, but all I can say is what I saw. I'm only telling you what I saw. I don't believe what I saw, but I saw what I saw. I noticed my right hand had gone from my taser instinctively. I looked over to my partner's left hand and was surprised to see that it still hung at her side. When the woman finished, my partner, at first, didn't speak. When she did, her speech was softer, more sympathetic. Ma'am, please calm down, she said. It's certainly possible that this raccoon or possum or squirrel or whatever it is entered your house somehow and you didn't see it enter. An animal entering your house of its own will won't get you in trouble with the law. But it's not a raccoon or possum. The woman continued. It's not a raccoon or possum or squirrel any more than it is a bear or even a goddamn moose. I don't know what the fuck it is. I've tried looking it up on the internet. The internet has no information. Do you know how much I want so much to get rid of this thing? It's been making me so sick and it makes so much noise. But how can I even begin to get rid of it when the internet has no information? I've been thinking about calling animal control, but what can I say to them? Animal Control will want me to tell them what I have in my house, and I don't even know how to begin describing this thing to them. My partner paused. Do you want this thing out of your house, ma'am? My partner finally asked. Yes, the woman said. So much yes. I know someone in Animal Control. If you let me take some pictures of this thing, I can send them to him and he can probably convince a few of his Animal Control buddies to help. Does that sound good? Okay. She opened the door wide enough so that we could see her whole figure in the streetlight. I almost gasped with surprise at how young she seemed despite the silver hair. She raised a skinny pale arm and gestured for us to follow before she turned and started walking up the steps. My partner followed first and I followed after her. Do you really know someone in animal control? I whispered to my partner. Yes, she replied. The woman hadn't bothered to turn on any of the lights. What shapes and surfaces we could see were seen by what little light came in through the windows. I could just see a door which stood at the end of the hallway. I presume the door was our destination because the closer we got to it, the louder that big cat and coke bottle sound became. As we came within a foot away, it was almost deafening. The woman reached the door and forward to touch the handle. She then turned the handle and pushed the door open with a flourish. She then turned around to look at us and gestured her arm back towards the gaping darkness beyond the frame. Then she stepped aside. My partner, being in front of me, was the first to step forward and peer into the darkness. Is there a light? She asked the woman. It's on the wall to your left. The woman said. My partner reached out and flicked on the light. 
The room lit up in front of her, turning her body into a shadowy silhouette. She turned her head to the right to look and instantly fell silent and still. I couldn't quite see what she saw as her body in the door blocked most of my view. I quickly overcame this barrier by walking forward and peering over her shoulder. What I saw on the bed was... Well, how exactly can I describe it? I suppose I can describe it as being somewhat like a potato. However, unlike a potato, it was a shiny gray-green color. Out of its gray-green potato body, there came a few dozen of these tentacle-like shapes of varying thicknesses. Looking about the room, I saw that some of these tentacles had attached themselves to the floor and ceiling and walls and furniture. Other tentacles were moving about the space of the room, perhaps searching for something to attach to. And around where these tentacles had attached themselves, the grey-green flesh of the creature was slowly spreading. The surface of the flesh was covered in large holes, which were opening and closing like mouths. It was the holes, I assumed, which were producing that horrible sound. My partner, almost robotically, reached forward and closed the door. She put her forehead and right hand against the door and took in a few deep breaths before pulling her cell phone out of her left pocket and pressing a few buttons. She held the phone to her ear and waited before speaking. Hey, Sebastian, she said. You're probably sleeping, but I have something for you to take care of in the morning. I'll text you the address and some pictures. I know this will look fake, but trust me, it's not fake. Please do this for me. Love ya, bro. She then took the phone from her ear and pressed some more buttons. She reopened the door and stuck the phone in. I heard some camera sounds and saw some flashes of light. She pulled the cell phone back in, typed up a text, and sent it. Then she turned to the woman. What's your name? She asked her. Charity. The woman responded. Okay, Charity. My name is Sophie. Animal control should be here in the morning. They'll do what they can to help you. If they don't, call the non-emergency number again and I'll be sure to respond. Thank you. You're welcome. My partner gestured for me to follow her. We went back down the steps, out the door, and into the car. She took the driver's side. Instead of immediately driving, however, she first sat there with her hands on the wheel and her eyes staring out past the windshield. A good minute passed before she started the car, pulled out into the street, and began driving back towards the station. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed tonight's story. If you did, make sure to check out more of the author's work in the episode description and go to youtube.com slash clancypasta to hear new episodes first. And if you'd like your story featured in an episode, feel free to email it to clancypastastories at gmail.com. You can always get your creepy cool merch at teespring.com slash stores slash clancypasta store. And I hope you all have a great night. Cheers.